I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 13 pod of the FPL Wire. Four game weeks to the World Cup. I'm your host, Zofa. My co-host, Slate Riser, and I are joined by a friend, Big Man Bucker. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, thanks for having me, Zof. Um, hello and welcome to all our listeners and viewers. Um, yeah, decent week. A bit of a nothing game week. I don't think the swings were as brutal. Uh, it was just one of those weeks where even if it went bad, it wasn't like disastrous. Uh, lots of clean sheets. Nothing, nothing too special. I, I thought. I thought. In fact, it could have been much more special for our friend Pranil over here, who was seething after watching match of the day in the morning today. And I can see why he he bought in Darwin and Rashford this week. Why don't you take the floor, Pranil, and tell us what you went through? What can I say? Just got a lot of foreplay, and then nobody got down to business. Stupid, shitty, stupid game that we play, and it invokes these feelings. But that's why we play this game. Uh, pretty decent week, otherwise. I mean, I got 49 minus four, but I'm trailing behind you boys, and I want to make up ground. And yesterday was one of those opportunities to make that ground, you know. But uh, it didn't happen. Hopefully, it works out in the future. That's all I'll say. How was your week, off? 43 points, pretty much standard. Few players to play. Hopefully, can break in further. And I'm just at about 99k now. The target is hopefully try to get around 50k over the next four weeks. Let's see how that goes. Cool. Hope you do. Let's jump do. in. Do a sponsor plug. And again, we have a short turnaround. All data you see on the FPL wire is taken from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. The new improved members area is now up and running, and the new comparison tool lets you compare key stats for up to three players. Player projections are also live, and as always, you can access the custom stats table we create or make one for yourself. Sign up for membership today using our affiliate link in the description below. Let's get into it. Do Before you... we get into it, Zof, the, our friend Pras is in the chat, and I just want to say, why are you here? You shouldn't be around anything remotely close to the FPL wire because not only did we talk him out of, uh, maybe influence him, talking him out of uh, 
captaining uh, Haaland when they played United and he captained Salah. We talked him out of Alisson as well. And now Alisson's what, got about 30 points in the last two game weeks. So, Pras, I just don't think you're a good juju for you, man. So, yeah. I think you should get Pras out Pras should there. be out there running for PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could do a whole pod about that. But anyway, we digress. Right. So, should we talk about the results, guys? Or should we just jump in straight to the hot topic? Saka, Foden, Arsenal and Man City. Yeah, let's do that first. Cool. So, we had a good discussion on this with some of the Arsenal fans on our Discord. Sankalp was of the opinion that what has changed recently is that White has become a lot more comfortable playing on the right, which allowed Saka to take in more positions on the inside, while Tommy Yasu on the left has called Martinelli to hold the width a little bit. So I have some numbers over here. These are now over the first seven game weeks. Saka is on the left, Martinelli is on the right. The XG numbers are quite similar. 1.65 for both. And ultimately, similar that's, number. Big, that's including Saka's penalties. That is including Saka. But even if you go back to XG non-penalty, it's quite similar. Only 1.65 versus 1.65. Yeah, Sa- first Saka's seven. had one penalty. Yeah, if first I'm not seven may, there was no penalty. Correct. Okay. Yeah. But the goal attempts in the box again, 11-12 similar. But you see, Martinelli scored three goals. Saka scored one. So Saka was underperforming for the first seven game weeks. That's the conclusion. Foden scored three goals. You mean? No, no, this so is not Foden. This is Saka versus Martinelli. Okay. I want to get establish okay. what's happening at Arsenal first before we get on to the Man City debate. Now we look at, this is now from game week 8 to present. Now we see again XG non-penalty is 1.85 for Saka, but only 0.84 for Martinelli. But his XA numbers have gone up significantly. So it shows a sort of a different role. And similarly, now you see goal attempts in the box for Saka. He's had 9, Martinelli's had just 5. But he's had one more penalty box touch. But Saka's had three goals. Martinelli's had one. So the point I'm making here is Saka's had good underlying numbers. Is that that now he's delivering on those numbers? That's become quite. Clear. Someone like a Pras uh, had uh, has to choose between Saka and Martinelli this week. And if, I think if you're buying one this week and one later on, then I think Mart- uh, then Saka is probably the one to go for this week. It's a very popular conundrum for quite a few people as well. And just because of the fact that his underlying numbers have improved massively and Arsenal, uh, Saka is taking their penalties. So I, I just think that if I was picking one this week, I would I would lean towards Saka. Spot. But that's just not the only thing into consideration, right? Because there is still a, what, one and a half million price difference? Not that much. I think Martinelli is, what, 6.7 now and Saka is 7.9. Saka is so 7.9. It's, so it's 1. still 2. significant. It's still About like 1.2. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it means that you can offer somebody like a Darwin instead of a... Seven, seven and a half million striker. I think that's very significant because I think it just depends on that combination. I think objectively, if price isn't a consideration, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I agree with you, boys. That Saka is the pick, but the price is the consideration. Correct. And there's also this interesting yeah. tweet I found from Jordi, Jockey underscore FPL. Arsenal have been a very different team XG wise at home. They're really thriving off the Emirates crowd. They're generating big XG numbers, not so much away. They struggled against Leeds and even the previous games, 1.0, 1.8, etc. So it's not now you look at now let's get into the Foden versus Saka debate. Foden's numbers are also pretty good. But what's really tempting me more than these numbers is this quote from Deserby. What he said before playing this is this is after the Brighton game. Manchester City play another sport in terms of quality football, but you have to achieve the best mentality, you have to play the game like any other team. We have to against go City. 
against City. So we have to go to Manchester and play our game to play a good game. I don't want us to change our mentality because we play against City. So that really gets my ears up. So yeah, I mean, what are we looking at here? Like, uh, first, let's address Foden versus Saka. And there are a couple of things that are in my head, uh, so to say. But uh, uh, <laughs> there are many, many reasons I want to pick Saka. And primarily, the main one is the fact that uh, they're facing a Southampton team who are now without Bella Kochap. And so I just met that memory of the West Ham game where I think West Ham could have had five or six goals. Kamaka had three or four great chances uh, against uh, West Ham, but against Southampton, but it just didn't work out. So I think Southampton are there for the taking. That said, City are just in a different league attacking wise compared to us. I'm confident of City scoring. 10 plus goals in the next four fixtures quite comfortably. I don't feel the same way about Arsenal. Just because they are a better team, they're a way more superior team and that's that. And for that I, reason... I'd be disappointed I, if they scored just 10, to be very honest. I'd expect at least 13, 14 in exactly. four fixtures. My point is, yeah. given the fixtures, I mean, what do we have here? We have Brighton, Leicester, Fulham and Brentford, three of them at home. Yeah, we're looking at 14, 15 goals. I just want some of that action and I think whatever it is... Whatever reason you're looking to, where you're looking at numbers and, you know, pulling hairs between the two, City are the better team. City are capable of scoring more goals. City are done with Europe. And that's that. Absolutely. I think if you prioritize one, I think all of us are unanimous if you're bringing in one, Foden is the one to bring yeah. in this week. And another important point that Zoff mentioned last week was that, uh, you know, they'll be angry. It's a week's rest. They'll be angry after that loss to Liverpool. they I'm sure they'll they'll come out all guns blazing. So you have to take that into account as well. So I, I just think it's too risky not to go with with the Foden this week. And so the question now, let's move on to the other debate. Now a lot of us are holding the Zaha, for example. Now do you take a hit for moving Zaha to somebody like Saka this week, or do you stick Bakar? Um, I think that Zaha is a questionable sell. He's a tricky one to sell because. I, I do think that he will continue to take along. I I mean, I'll simplify it. If if I did not have any other route to Foden, then I'd sell Zaha for him. But I don't think I'd sell someone like uh, Zaha for Saka this week. I won't do that. Pranav? I'd do it for free. I'd do... That's where... I'll tell you where I am. I would do Zaha to Foden for a hit. Because I think Foden exactly. has genuine hat-trick potential in any game. And I always feel that if you're targeting a player, it's best to get him at the first game of the good run of games because you're increasing the probability of catching the 15-pointer when it comes. Because you can't predict when the 15-pointer is going to come, but you're expecting it to come, then put yourself in a position to get lucky. And then whatever Zaha does or player X that you sold does, just take it on the chin. You're not thinking about losing Zaha. You're thinking about gaining Foden and what he does and just take it on the chin. I'd, I'm not sure if I would take a hit for Saka though. And I think I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah, and I just want to. At talk. this point, I'd also like to highlight that that Zaha's uh, underlying numbers away from home haven't really been that good this season. But again, I'm I'm slightly confident about uh, him doing well against Everton because Everton have conceded the highest amount of chances uh, this season on on his flank. They they definitely have a weakness, uh, especially since Patterson's been injured. So I, I do think that Zaha could get some joy down that flank this week. So you're spot on about his stats away. 15 of his 21 shots in the box have arrived at Selhurst Park. But what's happened now with Everton, they've lost their last two games without scoring, right? And Lampard, he's knee-jerk. Lampard is reactionary. 
He's not the kind of guy who'll stick to what he's doing. You see that last two games, he failed to score. This game, I'm at home. I have to attack. I have to commit more men forward. And I think this might benefit the Palace guys. And also, I think the game versus... Uh, was it? Crystal Palace Wolves was quite telling where uh, Zaha moves centrally in the second half of the game. And the performance that he put in the first half versus the performance in the second half when he was central was miles apart. Like, he was much more effective... A better FPL asset, better for the Crystal Palace team when he moved in centre. And Vieira acknowledged that in his post-match presser as well. So there is a case for Zaha moving more centrally going forward. That said, if you get to do either, if you already have Foden, if you get to do Saka for free, I'd still do it. I just think there's they're much more superior assets. It's not a comparison. And whatever Zaha does against Everton, you take it on. I wanted to ask you guys though, for example, I had an initial plan of doing Saka in for Forest next week. But if you look at after that, it's Chelsea away and then Wolves away in the last two game weeks. And around 15, you might be looking to lose Mitrovic, who has City away. And 16, you'd want to target probably a United guy who plays Fulham. If you yeah. if you don't get Saka this week, I think you'd possibly be ignoring him for the run-in. I don't know. Potentially. Potentially. And that's the thing. So, if it except for uh, maybe Zaha, I'd sell anybody for Saka for a hit just to... He could get two goals and you're making up the points against Southampton anyway, just to get that haul potential. So if some it's not somebody as good as a Zaha, then I'd even do it for a hit because I don't think next week we look at Saka in the same lens at the, at the same lens that we look at him. Because now the next two fixtures are the prime fixtures. You want to uh try getting both of them in, in, in your FPL team, that's all. Spot on. This entry point I think would have to be now. Yeah. Also, just worth mentioning, dialing back to Saka versus Martinelli, because I do think the money is going to be a question basis of where we're going to spend money in the future. And I think a lot of that has to do with Liverpool, because Liverpool have prime fixtures too. Now, just wanted to mention one bit of information where uh, Martinelli is slightly dealing with a little bit of an illness, if I'm not uh, yes. uh, incorrect. So, just keep that in mind and wait for news tomorrow. In fact... I think that's a topic we should tackle, I think, Zoff, because I, I think Foden and Saka are rising in price tonight. Yep. Do you do you, do you make the move today or do you wait tomorrow? If you can't afford it for tomorrow, you'd probably move today. But I would rather always wait for press conference, especially when there have been games just two days before. You never know what's been happening in terms of assessing players, in terms of injuries. Normally, you have a full week. But now, players yeah. might take longer to shake off injuries and niggles because of short turnarounds. So, I would wait for pressers exactly. before moving. Yep, yep, yep. Just uh, also, if you're like holding somebody like a Darwin or somebody, he got subbed off early. Klopp mentioned that, uh, you know, he was complaining about his hamstrings at halftime and he didn't want to take a risk. So it looks to me like he could be safe for Forrest. But again, you want that assurance of the tick from the press conference tomorrow. And this is the third, like you mentioned, this is the third game in over a run of where they're playing three games in seven days. So, you know, there could be a lot of information that might not come to light. Uh, tomorrow uh, might have not have come to light yet, which might come to light tomorrow. So you wait for that. Yeah, first game Liverpool on Saturday. Yep, yep, yep. Would you now let's say because everybody has a few transfers now, would you prioritize Odin over a Darwin if somebody had to move in either direction? What do you guys think about that? Because Darwin's got a prime fixture as well, Forest. So, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Foden. And assume, like, I'm guessing most people have to lose Foden for a Zaha. I guess who'd be losing for your forward then? But forward also is likely somebody. I'm in a right? very similar position where I can I can afford Solanke to 
Darwin or I can do Trossard or Foden. I, I still think I'm prioritizing Trossard. Foden. Yeah. Si- yeah, simply because of the fact that there is a decent chance that Solanke could always fluke a pen, even against West Ham, or decent defensively. But uh, I, I just think that Foden, especially with the fact that he's more likely to play 90 minutes as compared to Darwin, I, I just think when you factor in the fact that he gets an additional point for a goal, clean sheet, I just think he has more upside than uh, Darwin, slightly more. I mean, there's not much in it, but those expected minutes swings it in his favor. X minutes also is a risk, I think, for Darwin going forward. I'm not that confident when you have this hamstring injury. They still have games because they have Ajax now. Ajax is big in the group. They need a point. They're not through. So they have to play a strong team against Ajax as well. Yeah. I'm not too worried about expected minutes for Darwin, personally. I think if he's fit, I think it was just like a complaint about a hamstring. And Klopp just, like you said, he believes in He's uh, had this hamstring and... issue since he came back from the international yeah. break. You remember he complained about uh, Doms once he came back. Yeah. Delayed onset muscle soreness. So might be something and hamstring is something again it's completely fatigue related it's not an impact thing. Right. so it might be minute managed and Salah right now is being more effective central right so Darwin is effectively competing with Salah for that central role that's the that's my concern there I mean but let's be honest what are we talking about here I mean if you saw the game against West Ham Darwin was Liverpool's XG pretty much what we've been talking about since day one I mean I was thinking about Reponing my wild part by two or three weeks because I was so obsessed with getting this guy. Because again, he's made for FPL. Like you put him in one of the best attacking teams in the country, and everything is funneling through him. The runs are he's either going to be assisting or scoring in that team when the goals are coming. Very, very likely in terms of involvement. I think if he's fit, you get him. If you have a good route and if he's fit, he is a great FPL asset. He's just 8.8. I think. Probably the last time we're going to own somebody like a Darwin uh, in single-figure value. I think he's going to be a 10 million asset very, very soon. Plus next season for sure. So Do you prefer him to Foden? I'd, I'd take a hit. Again, because I believe in putting yourself in a position to get lucky. Get both in place and then chill. And then figure out, don't do anything next week. Because again, Forest is a prime fixture. It's really a prime fixture. If you're wanting Darwin... I don't know how you wrap your head around getting him next week and ignoring the forest. I highly doubt there'll be too many people who'll be able to afford both Foden and Darwin for just one hit this week. That's the problem. Oh man, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. It really is a tough one. I I don't know how to not sit on the fence. I think both of you would prioritize Foden still. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would prioritize Foden too. I don't want to sit on the fence. Between the two, I still prioritize Foden. Just but if you're business. selling Zaha, if you're, I, I, if you're selling Trossard, I get it. If you're selling Zaha, I'd stick Zaha in there and do the Darwin thing. My, I, I think that's closer then. Just don't bring in Darwin, I would say, before Saturday. Wait for the Saturday team news. Cause yeah, because it's an early kickoff. It's an early kickoff. Yeah, same, for, same for Trent as well. Yeah. A lot of people are considering him. Yeah, I, I think he, he could be at risk because, you know, Robertson just came back from injury and he got rested in, mid, in midweek. So... We never know if Miller plays again at the weekend. 63 hours for recovery. That's yeah. so little. And, I mean, Liverpool still don't look bulletproof defensively to me. I mean, West Ham could have easily had a couple of goals, if you ask me. So, that clean sheet that you see is good outcome, good luck. Like, I don't think uh, Trent deserves that clean sheet at all. So, And I just think, given the next four fixtures, if you can move, move to the fixture ticker. Yep. 
I mean, just thinking a little bit macro, Liverpool are playing Forest, Leeds and Southampton. Arsenal are playing uh, Southampton, Forest and Wolves. And Man City are playing Brighton, Leicester, Fulham and Brentford. I think the money needs to be spent up front. Like, I think that's where the points are going to come. You can get only one clean sheet, but you can get so many. And I still think Trent isn't... Because of what's happened with Liverpool, and I think they're trying to be a little defensive, I think the fullbacks aren't really as attacking as they were previously. So I would don't want to sit on the fence. And I'm saying if you're choosing, go for value assets and spend money up front. And there are decent enough value assets there for the taking right now. I mean, we're talking about Arsenal. You have White at 4.5 right now. You can just go for sit comfortably with until 16. So that's where I'd spend the money. Do you guys agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I said it even last spot. Move money out because yeah. there are attackers to target over the next four. Just a word of caution on Saliba. If people don't know, he's on four yellow cards. Just yeah. want Worth people noting. to know that. Uh, there's good value to be had though. I mean, you look at Martinelli, he's cheap. Foden is relatively cheap. Someone like Zaha will continue to tick along. I do get that point, but I'm, I'm not as convinced as you guys are. Mitrovic has good fixtures till at least, what, 14, 15? Yeah, till 15. Look, 15 is both Manchester clubs, 15, 16. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's not as clear-cut. No, for me, it's clear-cut. I don't have a doubt in my head. I'd spend Even even someone time. like an Ivan Tony, he has good fixtures as well. So, I mean, if you... I, I don't think it's, it's absolutely necessary to be owning um, an, a premium attackers at this point in time. It could be the better strategy, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I, I like some teams that I see with Trent as well. So, I, I think both have, uh, both have their merits to it. Yeah, I know, but if you're upgrading a defender to Trent or a forward to Darwin, I, form, I quite comfortably it's, prefer it's, the latter. Yeah, it's a lot, right? A Gehi to a Trent is still like, for example, 3 million. A Mitrovic yeah. to a Darwin is 1.8. There's still a significant difference over there. Right. Uh, let's talk uh, uh, wildcard picks. I think a yes. lot of Game Week 13 wildcarders, wildcards are in play. Uh, start with six, six from Arsenal City. Yep, probably at the sure, back because you have the value guys also now because yeah. the third defender makes sense that's for true. White now. Cancelo Trippier. But let's talk goalkeeper. The goalkeeper thing is quite tricky and I was thinking about it all day. And I was going to say Kepa. I would go with Ramsdale. Ramsdale? I, I don't yeah. think Kepa is ever conceding think... a goal again. But the fixtures are what? United, Brighton, Aston, Newcastle. So the fixtures aren't great. Maybe you should hold back on Kepa. But the fixtures, I mean, that's what happened with... Liverpool, right? Allison got the hauls he got because the fixtures weren't great. So there is a sort of reverse sort of syndrome with goalkeepers because the chances to get that 10 pointer are always there in the tough fixtures. And Kepa, somebody like you said, he's in good short stopping form. Nothing is moving past him. That confidence works. So I think at 4.5 million, he's fine. I mean, Chelsea looked like conceding two, three goals yeah. in the last two games they did. But the reason they didn't is because Kepa's hot right now. You're so, right, but you'd still expect them to concede in, you know, every single game. Uh, out of the next four. I mean, Brighton away is tough. Newcastle away is tough. United will probably score. Uh, Arsenal will definitely score. So, I mean, I'm not as convinced. I, I don't think I'd, I'd go Kepa. If I was wildcarding in game week nine, then then I, I, I did think at that point it was a legit possibility with someone like Award as the backup. But I don't think uh, I, I'd go with Kepa right now. Where would he go off? At 4.5, it's between him and Pickford, right? Pickford has Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth. But there's no trust there. If you're 4.5, yeah. I would still go with Kepa. And like you said, with 5, Ramsdale, I'm looking at it now, Southampton away, Forest. 
Chelsea Wolves. There's possible three out of four clean sheets there. We have back-to-back 10-pointer Raya in play as well. And their fixtures aren't too bad for the next three. Villa away, Wolves at home, Forest away. Not a bad shout at that price. Not a bad shout if at I was going for the, for someone priced 4.5 or under, I'd go with Gaita simply because of their fixtures. They're still decent. There's only one at home, Baka. That's the thing with Palace. At a way, I don't rate their defensively at much. They've only won a game at home, Southampton. That's that's fair. NF4 are poor though, so maybe that's that's a clean sheet to be had. Hmm. I, I want to talk about what three city you go, want to go for because, like we discussed, I think this is an interesting discussion to have, uh, where we said that Brighton, Fulham, and Brentford are three home games and Leicester away game. Mm-hmm. I think Foden and Haaland would be in everybody's team. Yes. What do you think about De Bruyne versus Cancelo? I think it's a discussion to be had because, like we spoke about, there are 15 goals to chase in the next four fixtures. Potentially, we're looking at upside with City. But you I'd look be at Salah, with Bruyne, I'm not going to lie. It comes down to KDB versus Salah, right? And you look at Liverpool's Forest, Leeds and Southampton, they're also about, you'd say, 8 to 10 goals there. Yeah, I think you go premium. And you... Because how many big defenders are there worth owning right now? If you're not owning Cancel or Trippier, is the, literally the only other one and everybody else is cheap. So I think you go KDB, Haaland, Salah, and then go cheap at the back. I just no, chase them. I, I I don't agree with that yeah. at all. If anything, I'm I'm if I was making a wildcard team, I'd go with one or two premiums at best, simply because Haaland will be your captain in the next four fixtures. I mean, there's the likes of Tony, as I said, great fixtures. Bowen, even he has like three in the next four at home, at home to Bournemouth, uh, Crystal Palace, Leicester. I, I yeah, just but, think there these mid price picks will scoring, do well. That that team isn't. So these fixtures apply to attack as well as to defense, right? Now, if you pick and choose a decent enough defense, you pick the cat killer from West Ham at 4.5. You pick somebody like a Dolo. You pick somebody like a Ben White, who's 4.5. You go with Trippier, who's a steady idiot at 5.5. You are able to chase 15 goals with De Bruyne. Like, when you're making that comparison, uh, Trent can still get only one clean sheet. And the cat killer can only get only one clean sheet. But City are capable of scoring 15 goals. So I think when you weigh that up, it's a discussion to be had. I mean, Cancelo can also get a haul. It all depends on the role, right? Pep has been very exactly. flexible with his, him tactically. His floor is six points. The way I look at it, his floor is six points in these fixtures. And, if and he the gets ceiling is high. One attacking return. Exactly. Even if he gets like one attacking return, he's going to get like 12 or 15 points very easily. And yeah. I, I would just back him over, over De Bruyne personally. Fair enough. I mean, if, if you're going uh, on wildcard, I think De Bruyne versus Salah still a conversation to be had. Objectively, if you take five years of goodwill away and just look at last year, De Bruyne is the better pick. Fair enough. Like, what has De Bruyne done that's wrong from an FPL point of view, given his price, given his comparison with Salah. And I just think he's one of the best differentials to own amongst engaged managers because everybody's shifted to Foden. Not many of the engaged managers have held on to De Bruyne and there are points to chase there. It depends really what sacrifices you have to make. I haven't even thought of a premium with two 12 million plus guys. It's rather yeah. three now because even Haaland is now 12 plus technically. And, and I think I think when you're constructing a team for four weeks, right, it's easy to find the value picks who are going to last you four weeks. You're just like, Zof, how easy is it for you to pick out three clean sheet fixtures along with Trippier for the next four weeks? It might not be that difficult, especially because a lot of the 4.5 million guys have cheap players. So it's great that we're having this debate because people who are on wildcard and listening to us might have a direction to go on if they're feeling creative, that's all. That's for them to play with. Would you pick a Spurs defender on wildcard, though? That's that's another question. Uh, I'd still be tempted by Perisic. I would still be tempted by Perisic, not going to lie. Bakar, do you I agree? Off. 
I want to ask, get your opinion first as a Perisic owner. I, I'd go with Doherty. I won't pick Perisic. I, I'd pick one though, simply because I I do think uh, that game week 14 fixture against Bournemouth and 16-1 at home to Leeds, those those are the ones to target. And you know we're reaching that stage in the season where just there's like just four season four weeks left till the till we take a break. So we've got to have as many high upside players as possible. And I do think Doherty, especially at that price, is one of them. I don't think there's much between him and Perisic, so I I I would just go with Doherty for a million less. I agree, and you can see when he's if he's benched midweek, right? And the thing is, if you see that he's played two games, you can bench Doherty and not feel too bad about it. He's four point five, and if you see that he's been rested midweek, you play him. So I do like the Doherty option, not so much Perisic. All right, what do you guys think about the three Arsenal that you go with? White, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus also is good, but a four yellow cards. Puts me off, and I like the other forward options that are still there. Fair enough. I agree with the three. I'd go with the same three. Agree, Bakar? Probably, yeah. yeah. But I also want to say that if somebody fancies going for somebody like a Jesus, his underlying numbers are very similar, if not better than Saka. Just go for it. The problem is the four yellow cards because when you're planning for four weeks, you don't want to miss one game. So yeah. In midfield, I think anything else, we, any other punts you like now, LR, upside chasing for the next four? The punt is De Bruyne, I think. Like, if you're in a position to wildcard, owning De Bruyne over other engaged managers is the highest upside there is. And I used to, I mean, I went for Rashford last week. Everybody saw what happened against Spurs. He should have, could have had two, three goals and my opinion hasn't changed. I think people are slow to coming around to the fact that United are a different team where... Casemiro, Eriksen, Varan, and uh, Martinez are major upgrades on Fred McTominay, uh, Maguire, and Lindelof. And we are just becoming a much more functional team. We, I mean, yeah, Spurs were poor, but we dismantled them. We dominated them. And signs are there. And Rashford is the end of everything we're doing. So I think at 6.5 million, if you're looking for a value pick to hold till 16, Rashford's a good pick. Fair enough. Up top, your ideal front three bucker. Uh, Darwin, Tony, um, Alan, obviously. No Metro? No, I, I just think Tony has the better fixtures. He's also on four yellow cards, by the way. Yeah. That's the only I, thing I, I would tell me. I'd probably go uh, two up top and uh, five in midfield. I think there are enough midfielders to chase. I'd just stick with Darlin, uh, Haaland and Darwin up front and then go five midfielders. Because I think looking at the names we're talking about, there are enough midfielders. I think West Ham attackers are a punt to have because they've got three juicy home fixtures. You've got Bournemouth at home, Palace at home and Leicester at home. And United away sandwiched between them. So Bowen and Skamaka still decent picks if you're looking for punts. And West Ham's numbers have completely transformed. Over the last six, they're top for shots, second for big chances. And I remember we had this discussion around game week eight or nine. Before West Ham were about to get on their good fixtures, they were like 19th. So, so fixtures breed form. I always stand by that. Yep, yep, yep. I still wouldn't lose more, by the way. I'd keep more on my wild card. Fixtures. The fixtures are there. And, yeah, and NFO leads are more Salah games on paper if you're thinking about the space on offer, etc. as well. So I'd still stick with more. Cool. What else do we have to talk about? Do the results and we'll talk about talking points from every game if there are talking points, that's all. Cool, let's just go there. Let's start first with the Brighton game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, you guys won't trust that. How do you feel about that? I actually wasn't as confident about it right at the start because Forest, I did feel they would tighten up a little bit when these relegation teams are in trouble. The first thing they do is try to shut up shop. But I thought that he was pretty unlucky. Even at left wing back, he could have got a return, but nothing else much to talk about here. Yeah, and just rip the bandaid off yeah. and get rid and get one of the many good mids on offer at yeah. the moment. I mean, it was just one of those things. I mean, the, just like 10 days ago, Reserby said that I want him clo- playing closer to goal and <laughs> to get into as many goal-scoring positions as possible. And now the one week we need him, he comes and plays as the wing back. I mean, this is just classic FPL. I won't think too much about it. And just like brush it aside. That would be a thing of the past. Palace Wolves, we've already spoken about. Let's talk about Bournemouth and Southampton. Both defences to target still. Bournemouth, Bournemouth conceded a fair amount of chances to Southampton. But I think maybe it was a home game and they fancied three points against Southampton. So maybe that comes into... A, a, lot of it, a, a lot of it was down to the fact that they were chasing the game at the end and Southampton really had a lot of chances on the counter-attack. Do you yeah. keep Solanke now, Bakar? Um, not necessarily. I don't think he's a hard sell at that price. He's still okay. 15 and 16 fixtures are decent. Um, but like but Andreas, you want to sell would you play to... like an Andreas over him this week, for example? Andreas has No, Leeds. just because of penalties. No, just because of penalties, I won't. Agree. Yeah. And Leeds aren't as uh, leaky as they were previously. They've become a much more solid unit than they were under Bielsa. Fair enough. Busutli on to Brentford, Chelsea, the Kepa show. What's up with your team, by the way? I think except for Kepa, I'm, if I'm objectively looking at FPL assets, I think Chelsea are just a no-show at the moment. I mean, he's chopping and changing left, right and centre. There are so many subs which are happening under the 60-minute mark. I'm not confident about one player as an FPL pick at the moment. Complete no-go. He's changing and chopping too much and the team is suffering. The cohesion was missing. We were a bit disjointed. Complete avoid. You guys are mid-table for XG this season. It's like very, very average considering yeah. that this is a Chelsea side. Hard about What do you think about Brentford? Tony, happy with him as a pick. Next three fixtures are very juicy. I felt bad for you because I think you should have had at least one goal from that uh, performance. But I think that's... You're a Chelsea fan, so yeah. it works out. I knew well before the game that Kepa's not conceding. So I had made peace, made peace with it before. Right. Uh, Liverpool, West Ham, I think we've already discussed. Newcastle, Everton. Mm-hmm. I think Newcastle's worth touching upon. Because again... A lot of people are looking for funds at the moment, right? If they want to go for a Darwin or if they want to upgrade a Trossard to a Ford and then they don't have the cash for it. I mean, I was thinking about it and I think the fixtures for Newcastle now are Spurs away, Villa at home, Southampton away, Chelsea at home. So two tough games, two clean sheet fixtures. I was like, if you want to remove funds and put them into attack, going Pope down to somebody and uh, 
funding that is a decent option. I still wouldn't tr- sell Trippier because he's capable of a free kick or bonus points in any game. But what do you think about that as a move to fund? Again, I don't think it's a move you need to do. But if you need to take money out, it's not bad. Yeah, it's one of the moves that's not going to bite you too much, whatever you do. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'd expect them to clean against Villa and Southampton, and I mean, even in a fixture against Spurs or Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, that's the risk, right? These are those kind of flaky fixtures where if they do get a clean sheet, then Pope is going to score like nine or ten points, right? But yes, as a funding transfer, it's not too bad. And uh, we can't move beyond uh, Newcastle without talking about Miggy Almiron. I mean, what a left foot that is. He's he, he's almost like Anthony where he all he's looking to do is cut on that uh, left side and put the ball in the top corner. He's always got hard work up his sleeve, but a lot of people have benefited from Alberon the past few weeks. Agree. Before we go, I'll just have a quick captaincy discussion. Haaland still? Haaland versus Salah? <laughs> Comfortable. Cool. That's done. Easily. I just wanted to make sure we cover that before we forget. Newcastle, there's something different happening there in terms of Wilson's role, though. I don't see him getting the numbers. He's doing a lot of decoy work of late. There's been this thing where he's had such high goal involvement, but he's not getting the numbers now anymore. If you're getting rid, now is a good week to get rid because there are strikers there for the taking. Hint, Darwin. So, I think it's a good week to go there. Yeah, if you have Wilson and moving on to Darwin, I really like. Yeah. That works. United Spurs... Bruno was on it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But he's not an FPL option because of how good FPL options Rashford and Anthony are at a cheaper price. And uh, uh, what, I mean, if you're in the mood to punt, go with Bruno because I think Ronaldo's minutes in the Premier League are done. I mean, walking off in the 88th minute, showing a hissy fit, showing a hissy fit, that's just poor form. And I just love how Ten Hag has handled everything. Nobody cared about the fact that Ronaldo just left. Uh, every, I mean, the reports coming out, the team continued celebrating the big win. And I think ETH has a dressing room in his hand. And that's generally the feeling and vibes at the club. So, no Ronaldo equals Bruno being, being a better FPL asset. So, if you want to punt, do it. But the Rashford and Anthony, Rashford specifically, are just better FPL picks if you're going United. Yeah, Bruno makes them all better. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're beginning to function a lot as a team. And you see it in the way we're performing. So... Do you move a cane on for somebody like Nunes? Yes. I would. That's an interesting question, isn't it, Bakar? I won't. I won't. Before Newcastle, Bournemouth, I don't think I'd go there. I, I'd keep Kane. Same. I think it's a luxury transfer to make. Same. Right. I think it's an... Op- Again, this is a playstyle transfer thing. I just think there are more points to chase for this thing. When I'm thinking about Kane also, right? Like, the game against Everton... Was great in the three-five-two. He was good. He had thirteen touches in the box. I remember, he got so many shots off. Any opposition that's middling or slightly decent, Spurs haven't done much, and they objectively haven't looked great when you're watching them. When you're watching Spurs, you're not confident that they're going to score two, three goals. They're sort of grinding their way through results. You know, it's very Conte football. So, and I feel like Liverpool have more goals in them, especially the next two fixtures. So, I just go chasing that. Cool. Anything else? Move on to our teams? Yeah, just wait until you watch 90 minutes before the Fulham game, before making a move, because I'm a little worried about Mitrovic's injections and, you know, him, his ankle not being fully fine. So, you know, if you're somebody who's willing to make the move tonight, I might even make the move tonight. At least wait till full time to see what Mitro's situation. Cool. Yeah. 
let's go the other right this is now whose team toss out on the bench solanke bakat zero yeah so um i have pope gehi trapier cancelo um zaha andreas dala martinelli haland captain mitrovic solanke um i have one free transfer and 3.5 million in the bank as discussed earlier i can afford to go from crossart to forden or solanke to darwin uh, and i prefer the forden move um the crossart to forden is almost certainly likely to happen tonight before the price rise perisic on the bench doesn't the only right. other thing perisic won't start i'm absolutely mm. convinced he won't start yeah because uh, you know i i was watching um um the history of of spurs wing backs this season prestich hasn't started three games in a row yet and i i just think he's a, he's a one pointer waiting to happen um gehi can come in and i think palace have an outside chance for clean sheet so that's that's fine i'd 100% um, play prestich over gehi like 10 out of 10 times i i don't want a one pointer i'm I, i'm very clear that prestich won't start i I think the same will apply for Doherty as well because Emerson's coming back after a week's rest as well so and that it, I've spoken to quite a few Spurs fans and most believe that will be the case so I don't want to risk that one pointer the move I'm contemplating though which uh, with uh, with more consideration is is that I might move Perisic to Trent for a hit and bench Gehi I'm not entirely sure about it but this not is again sure. only this depending is the week, on, okay. on with the turnaround again no no again it depends on on news that trend mm. is starting right it's an early kickoff so if we get news that trend is starting then i might move perisic on to him the problem there is that perisic could play bournemouth next week right so over two or three weeks is it likely to pay off and especially if palace clean this week it won't look good so i'm i'm not really sure I'm not I do sure think that Everton will score. It was yeah. what Zoff said about Lampard being reactionary and wanting to attack them being at home. Yeah. I don't think it's a great clean sheet fixture. Sorry. Like however shit Everton have been, I, I think it's worth chasing the upside with Perisic. I genuinely think that and there are two things that can happen, Bakar. A he could continue as wing back or two Conte saw that the 3-5-2 was shit. They didn't do much against uh, United. He reverse back to 3-4-3 and neither Richarlison nor Kulusevski are fit at the moment he could play in the front three as well and he has wing back options to do that in fact he's mentioned that in the presser previously so you could potentially miss out on a perisic front three situation as well i think the upside is too much to risk benching him i just even 30 minutes let's say he comes yeah. on in the front three it's tricky would But you guys advocate a move to trent or don't you guys like that move i don't i would say keep the money free to upgrade solanke next week yes I see that's, many spots in your attack, and I think we might not want to hold on to Mitrovic and Solanke for too long. I mean, Gabriel Jesus is somebody you can get. The thing know, with if... Solanke though, Zoff. The thing with Solanke though, sorry to interrupt you, Pranil. The thing with Solanke though is that I can afford to bench him next week for Gehi or Southampton, and if I keep Perisic, then he's yeah. But Gehi is like well, what? So... Okay, he's like a five to six point guy, right? Go for the halls now in the attack. Yeah. Uh, Bakar, how much cash do you have after you do Trasar to Foden? I will have two point two million. Is that enough for Solanke to Jesus? No, just about. No, short. it's not. Just, I, I'll be a bit short. Yeah, I'll be a bit short. short. I, I did check that out. I, I'll be a bit short. That's the hit I would have recommended. Uh, what do you guys yeah. think about Wilson to Jesus? If people can do that, if they can't afford a Darwin, would you do it? 
I, I like would. it even with the four yellow cards because if he does get suspended, yeah. you play Andreas that week. Yeah, exactly. Good. Your team, LR. So I've got Pope, Trippier, Cancelo, Webster, Martinelli, Salah, Zaha, Rashford, Holland, Darwin, and Mitrovic. Uh, plan move is to do uh, Zaha to Foden, uh, and I might take a hit for Webster to somebody who's. Going to play four weeks, and I'm looking at White at the moment. The reason why I'm hit, thinking hit of Patterson taking the hit is because right? why do you want to hit Webster out? Cash, because Patterson is going to not going to play for me, and Trippier, Cancelo, and White are going to be my three defenders. I foresee maybe needing more money in my attack in the future. Why I'm doing that also is because Webster's next two are City and Chelsea, so they're not clean sheet fixtures. Fifteen, sixteen so, are good. Fifteen, sixteen are good, but I might not need a fourth defender then. But you might need a fourth defender if somebody gets injured. You don't. Have, you have Neko. That's my point. Hold on. Also, I don't think I can afford it. That's also the thing. So if I sell Patterson, I have only four point three for a defender. Okay. That's then I'm fair. like, yeah, and and White's good, right? White's right. The time to get White right now is there. And like uh, Sankalp, understanding football from our Discord mentioned. He's getting much more advanced, and he's somebody I like since last season. He's done well for me, so I've been wanting to own him. <laughs> That's what it is, uh, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's what I've been doing in the last two weeks, and I feel got good about it. I'm just getting the players that I like, and it, it just makes FPL more fun for me. Yeah. Okay. Dull LR two point oh. But do you, right. do, 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 do you see the? I wanted to ask both of you. Do you see the benefit in doing it for a hit, especially because my other two defenders are Williams and Patterson, who are not playable. So just get white in this week for a hit. I think over the four weeks it pays off. Yes. Bakar, I I think it will. Yeah, it's yeah. a good long term move. I, I can see at least two clean sheets for Arsenal in the next four, so I'd do it. If not, you have to yeah. do it next. Especially week. Especially as it, it's I mean, there's a very good chance you can even break even this week with you know Southampton for White and Webster exactly. City. So exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the thinking there. I'm got Pope, Trippier, Zuma, Cancelo, Trossard, Martinelli, Zaha, Salah, Haaland, Mitrovic, Tony. Trossard to Foden will be the move. Cool. Let's wrap nice. up. Also, guys, uh, we mentioned the Discord. If you like interacting with us, there are great, great people on the Discord. You know, interacting with them is such a pleasure because there's so much we're learning from them. It's just not us contributing. The guys on the Discord are great, so it's worth uh, hanging out with us and be a part of the community. It's much more positive than most other platforms that we are on at the moment so if you want to join us just support us on patreon or become a youtube member and there are a thousand of you watching just hit the like button subscribe button we just have about 160 odd likes it really really helps us just do the nice thing and click the like button and also one thing i want to see is, is a lot of content creators listen to us but none of them really share our work on twitter and I, it's something that's been irking me if you listen to us and if you like our work share our work come on it's just one button do the do the good things that's all uh, and we will see you guys uh, oh also to our indian listeners happy diwali and happy new year because we'll probably see you around that time or after that we've got a couple of derbies pod derbies this weekend i mean there's united chelsea <laughs> happening and there's india pakistan happening so it's pod pod derby center I want to take it a couple of minutes to chat about that. It should be fun next week. No, I think let's let's keep the foreplay limited. Yeah. <laughs> Zoff is worried after what happened in the Asia Cup. No, no, no. I'm I'm more worried honestly about United Chelsea. I don't know because they've been our bogey team over the last few years. Yeah, and I like I think for the first time in a long time, I don't think Chelsea are clear favorites, and that has me worried. 
because we've been the bogey team when we are underdogs <laughs> against chelsea you know what i'm saying so i don't like the reverse psychology happening there bakar how do you feel about pakistan's chances against india um i i like our bowling attack uh, but i i fear the game might be rained off the, the forecast doesn't look great unfortunately but i obviously as a viewer i'd like it to go ahead i yeah. really anticipating it there's a lot of hype around around the game so it would be nice if it would actually go ahead i i do i i would love to see our bowling against your batting because there's a serious contest on, on our hands if that happens other, other way is a non contest because if there was ever a good time to face india i think it's now because we don't have bumrah and we don't have jadeja uh, so who are big big pieces of our bowling attack so that's a problem for us this world cup cool we'll wrap up zof we keep it under 45 minutes we'll see you we'll we'll figure on monday cuz diwali week next week so we'll figure when we're podding probably thursday But until let's just do it after probably. champions league again yeah let's take a good diwali break i think it's a good time to do it. all right thanks for cool. joining us guys you've done you well guys. on 3 hours take of care. sleep i think all of us are running on limited sleep today we've done quite well good <laughs> job guys yes see you next week okay, guys bye bye take care Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.